Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening for listening in on this special podcast because this is my our second annual NFL mock draft special here. So I want to get into a couple of, of potential draft day storylines that, that could play a pivotal role in how the draft shakes out. So I want to start with, with the rumor that the San Francisco 49ers are down to two choices for who they're going to select with the third overall pick in the NFL draft. There is Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State, and Mac Jones from Alabama. Those are going to be the the final two uh, choices for San Francisco when it comes to selecting their next franchise quarterback. And I think if you're if you're if you're Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, I think those names make a lot of sense be- because wh- when you look at the structure of how San Francisco is built offensively, that. The, the emphasis uh, on on the skill players around the quarterback has been speed, speed, and speed. And you you watch uh, uh you watch Raheem Mostert have, uh, sprint past the Jets for an eighty yard touchdown uh, in in very quick speed before before he had some injury problems last year. Also, uh, fa- factor in. That uh, they have Brandon Ayuk, Debu Samuel, who also uh, possessed a lot of speed on on uh, on that offense, and and then you throw in uh, as good a tight end as he gets when he's healthy in George Kittle. That that's that's a fantastic set of skill players, and then you have um, in- incredible talent as well with um, with Trent Williams and. Um, Mike McGlinchey, among others, you know, for that solid offensive line. So there is a lot of talent and a lot of athleticism around the quarterback. And, and so what, what the 49ers need to do, and what they should be doing, is looking to see who, who is a pocket passer. Who is someone uh, that will rely on uh, the, the players around them uh, to make plays. Because you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was sort, was sort of like that. But Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be the long-term answer for uh, for the 49ers because uh, uh, because of the lack of trust level that Kyle Shanahan had at the end of the first half in Super Bowl 54 when he he uh, he called uh, he uh, called conservatively uh, to round out the first half and I, and I thought that was where San Francisco kind of lost the Super Bowl because. As great as they were defensively uh, through the first three and a half quarters, they picked off Patrick Mahomes twice, and they they were up by ten points. That that they they knew uh, everybody knew a charge was coming from Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Uh, but but if Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo in a big spot like a like like a playoff game, it's going to be someone else uh, who who will fill the shoes and. And and what whether it's Trey Trey Lance or Mac Jones, I I think uh, I, I think Trey Lance to me uh, makes a lot of uh, can make a lot of sense because Lance has a has a track record of winning that he, he uh, that he went to the, he was basically the successor uh, for Carson Wentz at North Dakota State University, and and um, 
And, and, I, and you have to think that a pocket passer is what Kyle Shanahan wants in his in his in his offense. That he had uh, he had uh, some of that some of that with Kirk Cousins with Washington. You had he had that with Matt Ryan in Atlanta. You don't need to do much in, in the way of uh, of running and, and scrambling out of the pocket. But there is another thing that San Francisco might uh, could do at number three, and this would this would be a total shocker. But it, but the thinking about it more, it would not surprise me if if they shock the world and draft Florida tight end Kyle Pitts. And th- there are many people uh, that that believe that outside of uh, that uh, among the non quarterbacks, because you know where Trevor Lawrence uh, is in terms of the rankings. If you take out the quarterbacks, Kyle Pitts is is the most talented player in, in this year's draft class. That uh, he is a matchup nightmare for uh, for for so for so many teams with strength and uh, uh, strength and speed, the strength um, to overpower linebackers and and, and the speed uh, to, uh, to to match up with with free safeties and strong safeties on uh, on on deep passing routes. So San Francisco, uh, uh, could, could, again, there is like a one percent chance that it, that this could actually happen. But Kyle, uh, but Kyle Pitts is is such a talent uh, is one of the biggest tight end prospects that we that the NFL has seen in about fifteen to twenty years. So there, so yes, we know where number one and number two are going. But the draft really begins at number three, and I I think whatever San Francisco does at number three is going to is going to affect a lot of teams in the NFL draft, particularly teams like the New England Patriots, the Carolina Panthers, the Detroit Lions, the Denver Broncos, any of those teams uh, that that might be looking for franchise quarterbacks. A lot of the of their fates and and how they approach the draft on draft night is going to be dependent on what the San Francisco 49ers do with the third overall pick. So there is a, a going to be a fascinating conclusion to months of trade rumors and and, frank, and frankly a month of trade rumors for um for uh, for San Francisco when when they made the move. Uh, to, to trade up uh, nine spots for the number three overall pick in the NFL draft, so that that's just number that's just the num- number one story. Number two is uh, a a a pre-draft first round move took place between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs, where Orlando Brown uh, gets traded from the Ravens to the two-time defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. In exchange for the 31st overall pick, as well as Kansas City's third and fourth round picks this year, and a future sixth, and you you could uh, and my my first initial thought was, wow, wow, what an amazing job by the Kansas City Chiefs, but be, because if you look at the main weakness of Kansas City, it was exposed when Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz their their two tackles. Both were unable to suit up for the Super Bowl, and it just happened to be against the league's most ferocious pass rush uh, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
So there are a lot of, of, of elements to, to go with this. First of all, Kansas City, bravo, bravo. Kansas City's offensive line has been, uh, it, it took six weeks to rebuild uh, that much maligned offensive line. And, so, and now you have, now you have Thurney, you and now you have um, Orlando Brown in there as well. And don't, and don't forget, Orlando Brown wanted out of Baltimore. So, the, the, I, for for the Ravens to get uh, get a first round pick and, and a few uh, uh, and three other picks for him, that is just sensational job by the Baltimore Ravens. And, and now you look at what the Ravens can do. Now they can uh, they they have twenty seven and thirty one. They, they they can use those picks as well as, as some of the others they acquired in the trade. To to go up and draft a wide receiver, a desperately needed, uh, uh, desperately needed uh, weapon for Lamar Jackson that poses problems. Are they going to trade for Jamar Chase? Unlikely, because it'll, it'll probably be uh, 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 probably a case where they're going to have to trade with a division rival to uh, tra- uh, trade up and get him. And I don't think uh, a team like the Cincinnati Bengals is interested in. Trading with the Baltimore Ravens, so th- there are a lot of different things that er- that Eric DaCosta can do on Thursday night. They can, he can uh, he can uh, keep the picks, use them to, uh, to address two areas of need, and and they they could uh, do some more drafting maneuvering to uh, to, uh, to get to other places in the draft to fill other needs. Uh, but but now all of a sudden the Baltimore Ravens with that second first round pick they have twenty seven and thirty one, uh, as it stands right now as it stands on at one o'clock on Monday when I uh, I, I recorded this. But but uh, but Baltimore I think is going to be a significant playmaker and 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 the Ravens know that. That the Ravens are not going to win a championship until Lamar Jackson learns how to be a pocket passer, and if he has a, a top tier wide receiver like Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, if if they decide to trade up, I think that's a significant win for the Baltimore Ravens, and I think it is something that that will that will ripple throughout the NFL should they decide to. Uh, uh, trade up and get Lamar Jackson a desperately needed weapon. So, so th- th- this is a fascinating NFL draft. There, there could be as many as five quarterbacks taken within the first nine or so picks at the end of the draft. There's going to be a, a, a lot of decision making when it comes to the NFC East, when it comes to what the Miami Dolphins are going to do with their two first round picks. The Jets have a couple of first-round picks. The Jaguars have a couple of first-round picks. So I think that there is a significant uh, amount of intrigue that 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 go that goes into this year's mock draft of mine. So, so same format as last year. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do the thirty-two picks, uh, the first thirty-two picks. I I have a couple. I have a couple of mock trades, um, and th- that I have. And so, without any further ado, let's get to it. The 2021 Hooked on Sports NFL Mock Draft. The coronavirus took its toll on human life in 2020, 
But just because 2020 is over and that a vaccine has been approved for emergency use doesn't mean that the threat of COVID-19 is gone. Please remember to wear your masks and maintain a six-foot physical distance from others while you can. And if you're sick, don't go to work or school. You can mask up and you can save lives. But we must also add to that previous announcement that anybody over the age of 16 can now get vaccinated against this deadly virus. It is up to us to stop this pandemic. Let's get vaccinated so we can get back to doing the things we love. Okay, everybody, and now we are going to run through the 32 picks of my 2021 NFL mock draft. So we're going to start with the first overall pick in the 2021 mock draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. And no-brainer, everybody knew uh, from a couple years ago that he was going to be the number one overall pick. And and Thursday night will just reveal it to be a reality. He will be a game-changer. He changes the entire complexion. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his presence alone will will will, will do that. And and there 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 was a there was a quote a couple weeks ago where where he didn't believe there was a chip on his shoulder because there was never a chip on his shoulder that he he knew uh, from a young age he was going to be the best in the business and he he proved it. Uh, throughout throughout his entire career at, at Clemson, he he was a little bit off his sophomore uh, his second season at Clemson, but uh, and and when he and even uh, when he had he had an injury played year last year, but a- any time when when Clemson is is where where it is in ter- terms of uh, of the quarterbacks, and, and Clemson's gonna Clemson's gonna have more. Uh, uh, m- more uh, uh, of the same in the coming years as Dabu Sweeney has built a program to uh, to permit such that. But but Trevor Lawrence is going to change the complexion of the Jacksonville Jaguars and 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 has and, and has uh, is one of the mo- most dynamic NFL quarterback prospects prospects we've seen in a long time. With the second selection, the Jets are going to pick Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback. And th- this one also isn't a surprise as well because it, it, because it, it, it's easy to look at, at Zach Wilson and and the way he fits into a, Shan- a Shanahan light offense with the Jets. And I saw the stat a, a couple months ago where uh, since 1976, more than half of the championship winning teams uh, in, in the NFL the head coach and the quarterback uh, entered at the same year, and uh, whether it, it was through free agency or the draft, but but that that's what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. That the Jets needed a completely different uh, a different approach to things after McCagden uh, uh, gutted the roster, and the the Jets knew they they needed they needed to trade Sam Darnold, and they did that too. Uh, they to the Carolina Panthers, but regardless, Zach Wilson is headed uh, to the Jets on Thursday night, and with the number three overall pick in in the draft, and this one what what was a toss up between Jones and Lance. 
I think the 49ers uh, are going to pick Alabama quarterback Mac Jones with the number three overall pick, and the uh, I I just think that that the, that the Shanahan and Lynch are 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 obsessed and infatuated with Mr. Mac Jones because um because of what he can do. He was more efficient than Tua in college. He was uh, he was more dynamic in the passing attack. And for, for San Francisco's situation, that's all you kind of need to ask for uh, for a quarterback like Jones. So I, I, I think the 49ers are going to wind up selecting Alabama quarterback Mac Jones with the number three overall pick. With the fourth selection, I, I'm pinning, uh, uh, pinning Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida, to, to the Atlanta Falcons. And... And I, I think this would be an incredible addition for Arthur Smith's offense, and uh, and, and it's about time for the Falcons uh, to, uh, to to do something to change the complexion of the team. And now th- this does not uh, this does not ignore all the problems that the Atlanta Falcons face de- defensively, and that the, and, and you can argue that they have issues everywhere except at edge rusher where Grady Jarrett is 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 pretty pretty darn good. Uh, but but with any stretch of the imagination, I I don't uh, I I think it, it would be wise for the Falcons to stay away from a quarterback. Uh, when their own quarterback has thrown for more than 4,500 yards in eight of the last nine seasons, so and I think and having Kyle Pitts in the same offense as Julio Jones and for as Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and throwing Kyle Pitts in there, I think I think the Falcons are going to have a lot of toys at the, at Matt Ryan's disposal, and I think. In terms of fantasy purposes, I think Matt Ryan is going to be a top five fantasy quarterback if the Falcons select um, Kyle Pitts, and I think they will. With the fifth overall selection, I have Joe Burrow uh, pairing up uh, pairing up with his LSU teammate Jamar Chase, and uh, it's it's evident that the Bengals have a lot of issues, particularly uh, with wide receiver and the offensive line. The defense has been coming around a little bit, and I thought they they, they played well down the stretch. And you look at uh, look at how, uh, the, some of their games when you look at against the Giants, when you look against the Steelers. I I think their defense is beginning to come around a little bit. So obviously, I I would like the uh, the the Bengals to to address the offensive line, and they can easily do that with Penny Sewell, the tackle from Oregon. But I I I think when it when it comes down to um what 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 the Bengals want to uh, to to create a dynamic in the offense, I think a receiver like Jamar Chase should fit the bill. With the sixth overall selection, the aforementioned Penny Sewell will would be drafted by the Miami Dolphins, and I I, I th- this is something I think Tua needs. And I and you you can argue what 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 the Dolphins do with why whether it's up, upgrading a wide receiver and I think uh, you you can't have Devontae Parker be your number one wide receiver on a championship winning team, but I I think it's more important for uh, for, uh, for for the for the Dol- Dolphins to address their offensive line 
with, with the sixth overall pick, and and I think Sewell is is a blue chip prospect that that can instantly upgrade the issues that the Dolphins had offensively in in, in twenty twenty. So I think Penny Sewell will head to the Miami Dolphins with the seventh selection of the twenty twenty one NFL mock draft. I have the Detroit Lions selecting Devontae Smith from Alabama, and 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 this would instantly uh, uh, be, be uh, would, he would essentially be Kenny Galladay's replacement. Kenny Galladay uh, was essentially uh, was essentially um, the reason why the Lions' offense what what was what it was, and when it comes to. Uh, g- g- giving Jared Goff a weapon, I think it is appropriate for um a, a f- a for for the team to uh, re- replace one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in Kenny Galladay. With the eighth overall selection, I have the Carolina Panthers trading down with the New England Patriots as the New England Patriots select North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. And I, I think for the New England Patriots, I, I as as much as uh, they they like Cam Newton, and and even though they signed him back for a one year contract, it, it it would behoove the Patriots to uh, to, to draft up and, and pick a quarterback because Cam Newton is not going to be the long term answer for the New England Patriots with the uh, with the eighth over. Uh, uh, for the for the New England Patriots long term, so I believe the Patriots are going to trade up, and I think Bill Belichick ha- has an idea of what he wants to do. He's pissed that at the Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without him, so I think he's going to pick a franchise quarterback um, in the NFL draft, and I predict he will do that by trading up uh, to get um, Trey Lance. Just a reminder that you are listening to Hooked on Sports' mock draft for the 2021 NFL Draft coming up this Thursday. We did the first eight picks already. We have four quarterbacks off the board and two a pair of wide receivers off the board. So let's continue on. So with the ninth overall pick, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Northwestern offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, and yeah, you can argue that the Broncos are are, are pretty solid defensively. That you you have to anticipate of Von Miller coming back, and the Broncos weren't all that uh, all that awful. Like I as I thought, I feared when the uh, when the, they they got injuries galore. But with that being said, I do think the Broncos need some more protection for Drew Locke. And there are a lot of question marks surrounding Drew Locke with the Denver Broncos. And I think when healthy, I think the weakest position for the Broncos is the offensive line. So I think they'll utilize the second best tackle in this year's draft to fill a need with the Ninth overall pick. With the tenth overall selection, I have the Dallas Cowboys staying where they are and draft Alabama corner Patrick Sertain the second. And 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 if if they do uh, pick Sertain, they'll they'll, ha- they'll have a solid corner duo for years to come. A young, athletic, 
Um, but but yes, inexperienced uh, for, for the Dallas Cowboys. And and I've always argued that that the Cowboys and uh, won't win championships unless their defense is uh, is where is is above average. They had it in eighteen and nineteen, but but they couldn't uh, get get the job done in those years. And if you've been listening to me for for all these years, you know how how critical I am of of the process in Dallas in. So, uh, it went when the Cowboys, uh, Cowboys fans raise the expectations of winning a championship on a year in and year out basis, and uh, but still, no matter what the Cowboys do at number ten, uh, the fans will be disappointed again when their team does not reach divisional Sunday. With the eleventh overall selection, the New York Football Giants stay where they are, avoid. Uh, trading down, and and they'll uh, and they'll fill a need by drafting Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. And I, I've been watching Giants football for fifteen years now, and and, and not 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 for uh, there has not been a a, a time where I, I could say the Giants have have a strong linebacking core. And I I thought Blake Martinez was solid last season. I thought he was solid in. In terms of picking up uh, the bulk of the volume for Patrick Graham's defense, but if the Giants are going to go and place a special, Blake Martinez cannot be your uh, your the best linebacker on the roster. And there there are huge needs at the offensive line, as as stated. But I I think the defense is going to get a huge boost. Uh, if according to my mock draft holds true, when Micah Parsons' name is called with the 11th overall pick, with the 12th overall selection, the Philadelphia Eagles would not have to do anything and have Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver of Alabama, fall to them at number 12. And I, I think this is going to uh, would be a fantastic job by by Harry Roseman in. Trading down from number six to number twelve uh, in 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 the draft, and it, it's pre- pretty obvious the the Eagles need uh, need some uh, need some uh, depth at the wide receiver position, and you 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 could argue the Eagles have issues um, with the secondary as well. But if if the if Nick Sirianni is going to succeed with with Jalen Hurts, uh, he he uh, he's going to need a wide receiver. Uh, to uh, to uh, to expand the game and 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 expand the field for Jalen Hurts' strong arm, and I think that's what that that's what Harry Roseman's t- uh, front office is pinning their hopes on that one of the big three wide receivers will will stay there at twelve, and that that's what I think will happen with. With the 13th overall selection, I have the L.A. Chargers trading down. With the Washington football team, uh, as Washington trades up to number thirteen, and I have Washington selecting their next franchise quarterback, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields, and I, I think Ron Rivera is is the coach that that can uh, that that can deal with Justin Fields and and what what he brings to the table, and we we thought last year go, going into. Uh, this year's draft that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were going to be the top two quarterbacks in the draft. Now, the Justin Fields ha- has been the uh, has been ranked 
uh, the top prospect in, in his high school class before. So, so, so there, there is a certain comp- uh, component here when it comes to the steal quotient. But I, uh, but I think Ron Rivera, after working uh, working nine seasons with Carolina and Cam Newton, they both uh, I, they both came in together, and, that, and I think Ron Rivera can coach him up offensively and, and and get and get him acclimated to the NFL setting. So I have Washington trading up. I do. I, I a lot of people believe that they they need to upgrade a quarterback, but I, I like the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing more than, than a lot of people do. But uh, but I think Justin Fields with the number thirteen overall pick w- would make a lot of sense for the Washington Football Team. With the fourteenth selection, I have the Minnesota the Minnesota Vikings selecting Christian Darrisaw, the the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, and M- M- Minnesota addressed a lot of needs last year and. I also said at the at the time that Minnesota had had a lot of needs and and they they had a lot of draft picks at their disposal and I, and I believe the Vikings did a very good job do, doing that, especially defensively, knowing that that there were there were going to be some uh, some salary cap issues and and it it was just time for the Vikings to be uh, to uh, to be younger and more athletic defensively. The, the, also th- throw in what they did with Justin Jefferson. I thought that was a sensational selection with the 22nd overall pick last year. But I, I think if the Vikings are going to, are going to go places next year, I think the offensive line is going to have to get better. And Christian Darrisaw is, is an offensive tackle prospect waiting to be drafted at number 14. With the 15th selection, this is the, the selection the Carolina Panthers... Um, well, according to my mock draft, would have with uh, as a result of their trade with the Patriots, and I have the Carolina Panthers um, uh, picking Miami edge rusher Gregory Rousseau, uh, um, uh, as a result of that. And Matt Matt Rule is building up a defense in, in Carolina. Um, Matt, uh, it, that the Panthers are doing a sensational job with with their rebuild, and I and I think Matt Rule is going to have another weapon at his at his defense. People people are are really going to be sleeping on the Carolina Panthers next year, particularly when it comes to their defense and and that they, they drafted all defense with their seven picks last year. I believe they'll do it again with number fifteen. And I think it's going to be a sensational move by the Carolina Panthers to get. Um, Mr. Rousseau at 15. With the 16th selection, I have the Arizona Cardinals selecting South Carolina corner J.C. Horn. And I I think this would be a fantastic move by the Arizona Cardinals. The, uh, the Cardinals need someone to replace Patrick Peterson, who, who, who signed with the Minnesota Vikings uh, d- during the offseason. And so I think J.C. Horn, with the talent, and athleticism, and the confidence that that he exudes, I think Steve Kime would 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 be thrilled to uh, to draft the South Carolina corner. Let's continue on here. So we're halfway through with the 17th selection. I have the Las Vegas Raiders filling a, de- a desperate need uh, with Elijah Vera Tucker, the uh, offensive guard from. 
Southern Cal, and the, the, the Raiders desperately need uh, need help with the offensive line. That I, I was v- very co- confused and perplexed about the Raiders' offseason approach, particularly when it comes to, uh, to to their offensive line and and what what and, and how the Raiders were so successful the first um uh, the the first half of the season. Uh, that they 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 were able to be efficient offensively. They um, so that they were able to sustain drives and and and, and offer Derek Carr a lot of protection. And that that's what the uh, the Vegas Raiders uh, refused to do last season. And 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 frankly, that's one of the reasons why they didn't make the playoffs last year because. Uh, it's a, a bit because they, they couldn't sustain him on time. So I think Elijah Vera Tucker will be uh, a, a source of desperate need for the Las Vegas Raiders. With the 18th selection, this is the uh, the Dolphins' own selection, which was determined based on how they finished this season. The Miami Dolphins, I have selecting Jeremiah Owusu-Koromor, the Notre Dame linebacker, and... I I think the biggest hole defensively for Miami is is the linebacker position and and I, I, I don't know if if the Dolphins are going to address I uh, don't believe they they will address what uh, don't know, don't know if if they will address wide receiver in the first round that or maybe use it use later draft capital to establish some some sort for. Miami as but I I think a, a linebacker a linebacker is something the Dolphins can use and I think that they'll 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 send Coromora from South Bend to South Beach with the 19th overall selection which was originally for Washington the LA, uh, the LA Chargers by trading down will select offensive tackle Alex Leatherweed from Alabama and uh, the, the Chargers really need a tackle for Justin Herbert, and 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 I I I think as much protection as possible for Justin Herbert is is going to be what's needed for the Chargers to succeed next season. So I I think the the Chargers continue that and build with uh, Mister Leatherweed from Alabama with the twentieth selection in in the draft. I have. Matt, um, I have Ryan Pace um, selecting Kadarius Tony from Florida to be uh, to go to the Chicago Bears, and I think this is uh, this this is something that the Bears might need down down the road, especially if they if they if they're going to keep franchise tanking now at Robinson, it would be it would behoove them to uh, to draft another wide receiver uh, to take the range should Allen Robinson walk. Um, after after the season, and yeah, and you know, you poor poor people of Chicago need need a quarterback with, uh, with uh Andy Dalton uh, in in there as, as well. With the twenty second pick, the Tennessee Titans select the Jalen Phillips, Miami defensive end. I think that the the Titans uh have been really sorely missing the pass rush and. That and that they missed it all last year. I think the, I believe they had the fewest sacks of any team in the National Football League, and I and I think getting a jolt of energy from Mr. Phillips, I think would would suit things well with number twenty-two. With the twenty-third selection, which was originally going to go to Seattle, but because of the Jamal Adams trade, 
The New York Jets have the 23rd pick, and they'll select Virginia Tech corner Kayla Farley. And I, I, I think that's going to be a, a, that's a, a source of desperate need for the Jets, and I think they're going to adjust it in, in, uh, in day one to have uh, a quarterback for Wilson. And, uh, and listen, Joe Douglas can easily trade up and draft a tackle uh, to, to help out uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, and, and, I, and I always think uh, a young quarterback needs a strong offensive line. But I think in this case, the Jets take advantage of, of a good prospect uh, that, that I think is uh, undervalued here for, for, the, for the Jets' perspective and use it to nab Mr. Farley. With the 24th selection, I'm, I'm pinning Najee Harris from Alabama uh, to, to be the, the next running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And... I, 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 the, the Steelers need, need a lot of help, and they, they have a first-round pick this year. And I think Najee Harris is someone that makes a lot of sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, I, I think the Steelers are a, a team that, de- that that needs help at the running back position, and uh, they, they, they need to do something better than, than James Conner. And I think N- N- Najee Harris, uh, seeing the tape and seeing... Uh, uh, what what he can uh, do at the NFL level with his speed and athleticism, I have him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at 24. With the 25th selection in the draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars, with uh, using the Rams' first-round pick, will select Christian Barmore from Alabama, defensive tackle, uh, at, with number 25. And the, the Jaguars need help defensively as well, just as much as they need offensively with the quarterback, with with, with the wide receivers. So I think it would be it would behoove the Jaguars uh, to 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 get some juice in uh, in the front four to uh, to assist with with the defense. With the twenty sixth selection, I have the Cleveland Browns selecting Washington offensive tackle Levi. Uh, on Wazoo, on Wazooiki, uh, f- uh, f- uh with uh, the offensive tackle for the Browns, and you you can ar- you can argue that that a need for another edge rusher w- was taken off when they signed Jadavian Clowney a couple of weeks ago, but in in, in the case uh, of of the Browns, I think um I, I think uh, an upgrade at an offensive tackle uh, uh, w- uh, could suit them well in terms of depth. With the 27th selection, I do not have Baltimore trading up. I do not have the Ravens making any draft trades when it's all said and done. So, uh, but may- may- maybe they will, as I said earlier in the podcast. But, but, but my mock draft does not have Baltimore making any more moves other than making making picks at 27 and 31. So, I have the Baltimore Ravens with their first first round pick. They select. Terrence Marshall Jr. at the LSU wide receiver, and and, and th- th- this this could be a, a consolation prize for not using draft capital um, to move up and and draft a, a wide receiver. So so they'll they'll just let a wide, uh, they'll just pick the best available wide receiver at number twenty seven, and 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 for, and for this case I I believe with um what with Chase Waddle Smith and. And Tony out the next best available wide receiver in my mind is Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU. With the twenty eighth selection in the draft, the New Orleans Saints do the same thing. 
address the wide receiver position by, by drafting Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman. And I I think this is a, a, a this would be a fantastic move for, for the New Orleans Saints, and it it, it gives Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or whoever winds up being the Week One starter for Sean Payton and the Saints to uh to have have another weapon at his disposal at the wide receiver position. With the 29th selection, I of of the NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers, according to my mock. Uh, select Georgia edge rusher Aziz Ojulari, and I I think the Packers could certainly use another edge rusher after uh, after what transpired last season. And, and make no mistake, I like the Packers defense more than most, but but they, the, I thought they were very disappointing last season, particularly uh, the, the the way their season ended, and and and, and the and. And the sequence of events that led up to it, I think the Packers go defense with number twenty-nine. With the thirtieth overall pick, Josh uh, uh, Josh Allen will have a run uh, a, a three-down running back in Travis Etienne, as Brandon Bean will select him uh, from Clemson as Buffalo's next running back. So, uh, and I like the I like um, Allen. I like Etienne. And 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 I I think uh, uh, Devin Singletary I thought was disappointing last season, so I think the Bills are going to address that by upgrading to Travis Etienne with number thirty, with the thirty first overall selection. And th- this one was one of the tough uh, one of the toughest uh, picks for me uh, for me to decide on, but I have the Baltimore Ravens uh, 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 adding another offensive tackle uh, to the offensive line, and this is essentially from uh, from to me, it's Orlando Brown's replacement, selecting Terran Jenkins from Oklahoma State to be the thirty first overall pick in the NFL draft. So, I have so with Baltimore's strategy, I I have a Baltimore addressing their two biggest needs: wide receiver and op- and offensive line. Uh, with, with their two first round picks, and I think Baltimore is having a very good off season. And then with the number thirty-two overall pick, this is where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are are scheduled to select. But I I just don't think the Buccaneers have any business uh, making a first round pick, and I think they're going to trade down uh, and have the Philadelphia Eagles make the last selection of the first round. And I have them take uh, him taking Car- uh, Harry Roseman uh, picking edge rusher Carlos Basham Jr. from Wake Forest with the 32nd and final pick in the first round of the NFL Monk draft. So, so to recap, I have five quarterbacks. I have a tight end. I have one, two, three, four, five. Six, a seven offensive lineman going. I have a half. Uh, I have in ter- in terms of of the uh, of the defense. I have th- three me- uh, three secondary guys. I have uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Um. Uh, uh. I have. I have six defen- de- uh, defensive linemen, and I have two linebackers going to, um, a, 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 as a recap for 
for the first round. So it's going to be a very fascinating um, experience uh, watching the NFL draft on Thursday night. And uh, and and for, for regular programming, I plan to have a regular podcast uh, later in the week to talk about the, the other things in, in the world of sports. So until then, my name is John Flynn saying so long, and I'll be back here on the podcast soon. So long, everybody.